You're listening to the Nutrition by Lex podcast with Alexis Roberts, a dietetic graduate student and soon-to-be registered dietitian. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Nutrition by Lex podcast. Today on this episode number two, we are going to be talking about my celiac disease story, how I found out I was diagnosed and what I did to change up my habits and basically what is gluten too because I get so many questions on what is gluten, what kind of foods is it in, what foods should I avoid to not have gluten, all of these different kinds of questions. So I'm going to try to clear all that up on today's episode. So first let's start off with what is gluten. So gluten is a protein that's found in grains. So what kind of grains? So wheat, barley, rye, but it's not found in like rice or quinoa. It's only in wheat, barley, and rye, and it's mainly in foods like pasta, cereals, breads, crackers. It can also be found in some sauces, salad dressings, skin products, even lip balms, um, vitamin supplements. So there's a lot of different other things that might have gluten in it that you would not expect it to be in. Okay, so next, what is celiac disease? Celiac disease, which is what I have, is an autoimmune disease. It can be hereditary, and it's also extremely common here in the U.S. One in every 141 people have celiac disease, but in most cases, it goes undiagnosed. So a ton of these people are walking around with gut issues and digestive problems, and it's all because they have celiac disease and they don't realize it. When a person has celiac disease, the gluten that they're consuming can trigger the small the immune system to attack the small intestines. And when the immune cells damage the small finger-like objects that are inside the small intestines, which are called villi, it flattens the lining of the small intestines. So when this happens and the inside lining of the small intestines is flattened and damaged, it causes your body to not be able to absorb the nutrients that it's needing to absorb from the foods you're consuming. So not only is this celiac disease, this can cause a lot of other different problems within your body like anemia, infertility down the road even, and weak and brittle bones. So some of the main symptoms for celiac disease, especially in adults, is headaches, depression, anxiety, um, bloating, extreme joint pain, itchy skin or dermatitis. Um, In children as well, they have these, but not as common. More common in children would be stomach pains, bloating, nausea, vomiting, every time they're eating something that contains gluten in it. And the last thing I'm going to touch on before I start into my story is how you're tested for it. So doctors normally will do a blood test, and whenever they're looking at your blood, they're going to look for enzymes called TTGA and EMA. If these are found in your blood, then you're most likely going to come back positive for being tested for celiac disease. Or they can also go in and do a biopsy of your small intestine. This is when they take a small sample of your small intestine and take it to a lab to test and see if you have any damage to it, like the villi's um, being damaged and the flattening of the inside lining. And they can also test you for celiac disease that way. So it's time for a quick break from our sponsor. I'll start my story right after this ad. So finally, going into my story about celiac disease. So I was diagnosed in end of May, beginning of June 2016, so around four years ago. So this was after my freshman year of college, and I will be honest, I ate whatever I wanted to my freshman year, gained the freshman 20. It was not a pretty sight. But towards the end of my freshman year, I started to notice that I was always bloated. I was just very tired. I wanted to nap all the time. I was very puffy. 
I was just honestly overall not a great person. And I just thought that like, oh, this is just a transition between going to school and moving out of my parents' house. Everyone goes through it. Everyone gains a little bit of weight. Um, I was also going through a breakup at the time. So I just thought it's normal. My body is reacting to my emotions. Like most of my habits changed dramatically from going to living in my parents' house and eating home-cooked meals most nights of the week, um, being very active with cheerleading in high school and competitive cheerleading. Um, so I went from being very active and eating healthy to pretty much eating Chipotle Moe's, on-campus dining, Einstein's bagels, ice cream, chocolate, drinking a lot of beer and alcohol. Um, I was pretty much eating like crap and all of my health habits that I had in high school just flew out the window. I was not a picture of health at all. And I wasn't happy either because I just knew I wasn't my like looking my best. I wasn't feeling my best. It just wasn't a good time in my life really. So I know for a fact that I'm pretty sure I complained every single day for the second semester of my freshman year about how I felt like crap. My stomach hurt. I felt sick. And I know I probably drove my parents crazy. And I even thought that I was just like complaining to complain at a certain point. I like stopped believing that I actually felt sick and I was just being lazy and didn't want to work out or didn't want to even try to be healthy. So finally, at the end of my freshman year, my mom decided to take me to the doctor. The initial doctor's appointment that I first went to was basically just very brief me saying that I felt like crap, I was lethargic, I didn't want to do anything, my stomach hurt all the time, I constantly felt bloated, um, and I had gained a bunch of weight from like my freshman year. Like a lot of people do, but I had gained like 20 pounds. Like It was not normal for me. And they basically just kind of like shoot it off a little bit and just assumed that it was just my weight gain that was changing my habits. And then I went back again because I still wasn't feeling great. And my doctor actually decided to put me on the Whole30 diet. If you don't know what the Whole30 diet is, it is a diet that emphasizes eating whole foods. It eliminates all sugar, alcohol, grains, legumes, soy, dairy, it's basically really close to the paleo diet. It's also really restrictive. So I don't recommend this for anyone that isn't being told to go on it. I don't eat a Whole30 diet anymore. It was just for this short period of time. I do sometimes look back and think that going on this Whole30 diet and cutting out so many food groups could be some of the reason why I struggled with binge eating later on in my life. But it was really helpful in the time to help me figure out what foods were causing my problems and what foods weren't. So what I did, I eliminated everything that I was supposed to and then I slowly started to add foods back in to see the effects of how it what it had on my body. And we found that when I started to add gluten products back in is when my symptoms started coming back. So we did the blood test and I came back positive and my doctor decided, okay, that's it. Usual are celiac disease, gluten-free diet, avoid gluten at all cost for the rest of your life. And as you can imagine, this was a pretty big lifestyle change for me. I live in the South. We fry everything. Um, so a lot of things I was eating had gluten in it. And it took me a long time to figure out what I could eat and what I couldn't eat because it's hidden in so many different things. So it took a lot of trial and error, I should say, for learning what I could do. There was a couple times in that first summer that I remember 
that I just completely messed up. One of them was we were in Cabo for vacation and it was the morning of our flight that we were flying back home and I had done so good all trip and it's very hard traveling in another country with a language barrier and trying to explain that like you can't have a certain type of food when they're cooking or any cross-contamination or anything like that. So it was really hard the entire week, even though in Mexico they do cook a lot with corn, which did make it easier than some places I've traveled. But that morning I decided I wanted a breakfast burrito for breakfast. And I don't know why. I was just craving it so bad. I never had breakfast burritos. They're really freaking good, but I never have them. And I just decided, you know, it's my last day in Mexico. I'm going to have a breakfast burrito. And I specifically told them that I needed a corn tortilla. Well, I don't think they understood me because by the time we were on the plane and taking off, I had turned completely pale. My roommate was traveling with us at the time and she just looked at me and she was like, are you okay? And I just, I felt nauseous. It was terrible. I got up and went to the bathroom and I was so sick. I was sick the entire four hour plane ride home. Everyone felt so bad for me. There was just nothing we could do at the time. We were in the middle of the air flying from Cabo San Lucas back to Charlotte, North Carolina. And I was just completely white, sick the entire time. All I kept doing was just asking the flight attendants for water. And that was all I could do in the meantime. Another time was when I was at home and my mom decided we were going to do a stir fry for dinner. We love doing like veggie stir fries and stuff. And she just decided to use the soy sauce that we had in the house. And condiments last a long time, right? So you don't like throw them out whenever, like after a week, like you keep them for a long time. So we had soy sauce that we had had from before I was diagnosed and we didn't even think that there would be gluten in the soy sauce, but she cooked it with the soy sauce and everything. And I felt fine eating it. And me and my mom actually decided to go to the gym right after. It took 10 minutes by the time we got to our gym, and I was nauseous, could not hold it in, had to run off the treadmill and go to the locker room, and it was just so miserable. So that was actually the second time that was, like, the worst, and I decided to do some research. I was like, okay, if this happens again, what am I going to do to, like, help the side effects of it? So what I have found is that If I drink green tea and water and just like give it time and lay down and relax, maybe even heating pad and stuff, that's literally all I can do. There's no magic pill that can take away the symptoms or the nausea or anything like that. But green tea I found works the best. So that specific time, I called my dad and asked for him to look at the ingredients on everything we use at dinner. And sure enough, gluten was a, or wheat was the first ingredient on the soy sauce bottle. And he had me green tea made by the time I got home, laid down and turned on some TV. And I think I fell asleep on the couch that night, actually, because I was just so weak and nauseous and didn't feel like doing anything. So obviously there are many challenges with this disease, but once you get the hang of it and learn what you can and can't have, it gets easier. But my top three challenges during like the process of learning this disease and knowing like what I can have and what I can't. The first challenge that like is a pain still to this day is eating out. It's so hard to explain to certain restaurants um, that you can't have gluten and it can't touch the same cooking area that like you fry chicken in. So for example, I can't have fries from a lot of fast food places because they fry their fries in the same frying oil that they fry like their fried chicken or something like that in and there's flour on the fried chicken so therefore there's cross-contamination in the oil it goes down to that like specific 
um, foods where I can't have the cross-contamination. So Chick-fil-A is actually the only fast food restaurant where I can get french fries from. Um, thank gosh they're good because I love them. So it's really hard to eat out and a lot of people don't understand what gluten is. So a lot of the times if I say I'm gluten-free and stuff, they'll talk about cheese. They think I'm talking about lactose intolerance or dairy. And that's when I get worried when I'm sitting at a restaurant because I'm like, no, 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 that's not it. It's wheat and barley and fried things. I can't have that. So the language barrier, especially when I travel, is very hard. So that's like almost impossible. I have to bring a lot of my own snacks and foods when I travel. Um, another, my second biggest one is that I feel really difficult and it's almost embarrassing for me to, sometimes, especially if I'm like going over to a friend's house and their parents have cooked and I can't eat half the things that they cooked. It's I know it's not my fault and I know that it's an allergy and it's the way my body reacts to it, but it's embarrassing and I can't help it. And I just want to crawl into a shell when I'm just, I feel like it's rude, but I just literally can't help it. But I do, I feel embarrassed a lot of the times when it comes to eating at a friend's house or even going out like on a first date with someone. I'm the most complicated person ever in a restaurant to order food and I just get super embarrassed and want to crawl into a shell. So those are the top two challenges that I have when it comes to celiac disease and I still battle with those to this day. I will for the rest of my life. I know it. So even though there are many, many challenges that come with this disease, I'm also very thankful for it. If I was never diagnosed with celiac disease, I probably would not be where I am today or doing this currently right now. So it, this inspired me to want to become a registered dietitian because I had to become super cautious about everything I was eating and every little ingredient that was going into my body. So therefore, I started reading nutrition labels and ingredients on everything I was buying in the grocery store, and I just became obsessed with it. I became obsessed with knowing that there was crazy filler and chemicals and all these things that you can't even pronounce going into so many different foods, and it made me so health conscious, and I just wanted to share all of my knowledge and what I was learning with everyone else. And I also wanted to help people like me that struggled for so long and felt sick for so long. So I really do believe everything happens for a reason. And I do believe that me being diagnosed with celiac disease was the first step of me becoming what I'm supposed to be in life and what my true calling is. And I do think that is to help people with their health, nutrition, and fitness goals and to help motivate people to be the best person that they're able to be. I'm so thankful for everyone who has helped me out with my journey of how to not feel as sick and how to feel better when I do feel sick and the reasons behind why I was feeling the way I was feeling. And it's helped push me to get to where I am today. And I hope to be that person for someone else in their life. So that is why I do what I do and... That is why I'm getting my master's in nutrition. I have two bachelor's degrees, and I hope that that's what I can do for you guys with this podcast and my TikToks and my Instagram. My main goal is to just motivate you guys to be the best versions of yourself that I know you can be. And that's pretty much my entire story of my celiac disease. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I don't know if you guys really cared. I saw one comment asking for it. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this, and I'll talk to you guys again next Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all and appreciate your support so much. I will be uploading a new episode every Wednesday, so make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. Follow my Instagram and TikTok at Nutrition by Lex for more information and health inspiration.